Welcome back, listeners, to Real Talk with Simply Tour. I am your host, Tour White. And today we have my brother um, with us. His name is Alex. Hello, Alex. Hello. Alex is a trusted insurance agent with a passion for helping individuals secure their future and preserve their family's legacy. With years of experience and a personal commitment to his client's best interests, Alice specializes in creating custom insurance solutions to meet their unique needs and goals. He enjoys spending his free time with family and friends, singing karaoke, and improving his bowling game. Um, Alex, so welcome. Thank you for joining me today and having this conversation that I think is very important when we talk about um, just how to leave a a good future for our um, families, especially once we, you know, exit Earth. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, life insurance. I feel like life insurance is one of the things that a lot of people, especially around our age, kind of go back and forth with like, is it really necessary? And when is it necessary? Absolutely. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I've found in my years of doing this that people do not find the value in life insurance um, because either they find it too expensive um, because they've waited later in life to sort of try to go down that path or they're young and they feel like they have enough time to sort of wait for it to come. So it's, it's a hit or miss thing you get later in life. You understand, okay, you know, this is a little bit more important. I don't want to leave this burden on my family, but then at that point in time, the price to get it is sort of out the budget. And then when it is in the budget, you're not thinking of it because you, you sort of feel like you have uh, enough time to sort of come back, back around to that, that, that path. So, um, Life insurance for me, the reason I even decided this was a path I wanted to sort of go down and get into was simply because I have a heart for being able to help people. And I want people to understand the importance of not only being able to protect themselves, um, but their families. And and while you may be living a a beautiful legacy while you're living um, through your everyday living, um, there's no better legacy that you can live, leave at least financially than life insurance can provide. Um, there's, There's no place where you can pay 40, 50, 60 dollars a month and come up with 200, 250, 300 thousand dollars um, at one time tax free um, that then you can turn around and do so many things with. Um, I, I believe being able to help people understand the different avenues and ways you can use life insurance would help better um, get people to see the, the importance of being able to have it. Right. So, like, I know one of the things you and I have talked about just in general, and I think this is before even, you know, just having a conversation about you going into life insurance. But we live in a society that for whatever reason, when life happens and unfortunate events occur, we live in a GoFundMe type of era. Right. Mm -hmm. Where a lot of people, um, for whatever reason, just we don't think about having these things in place and i think a lot of times you know just the idea of insurance because we pay for like car insurance and things like that and then nothing happens with your car and then you're mad you paid all this money right 
But one of the things with life insurance, when I think about it, like big scale, I'm like, we're the only thing we're guaranteed is death, right? And so it seems like at some point it will be utilized. Like it may not be immediate, but it's going to be utilized at some point. So for people who are in the space of still trying to figure out, is it necessary to get now? When would you say is the best time for someone to start having a conversation with an insurance agent about life insurance? The earlier, the better. There's there's no better time than the present because it'll never be cheaper than it is today. Um, life insurance goes up with age. The, the price of life insurance will continue to rise. Um, and, and so there will be no better time to be able to dive into that conversation than it would be today. Um, I think that what you said was pretty vital. We do live in a GoFundMe type of society right now because, again, we don't think about it. It's the, it's the one thing in this life that we're guaranteed to do. Every person on this earth is guaranteed to die, and that's 100% accurate. That's going to be – that statistic hadn't uh, died down any. There ain't been nobody that's done, uh, been able to escape it and figure out how to become immortal. Uh, we, we all will die. And so if we're able to then – instead of look at it, looking at it as – man, I'm pushing all this money into this thing that I'll never see, right? If we're able to then turn around and, and change the the perspective and say, I am pushing this into, let's say, more like a savings account for my future generations, for my kids, my family, whomever it is that I find a value and I want to make sure that they're taken care of um, once I'm gone, then at that point in time, it's not a, I won't see this money. I won't use this money um, because there's a lot of money that we, we end up throwing away or, or not using or giving away or trying to help those in need while we're living. Um, but there's no better security that you can offer again, than being able to offer someone the security of a financial freedom that they may not have even prepared for. Um, by simply taking this one decision and saying, I'm going to invest in my life. Um, and th that way, even after I'm gone, I'm still bringing value to my family. Right. So tell me if, so for the listeners that um, we have, what are, what are some of the protocols? Like if I was to call and schedule a meeting with you, what are some of the things that I would need um, to, to start that conversation? Absolutely. So it's very simple um, to be able to start the conversation. Simply, I would go through and, and ask a few questions. Of course, life insurance will be tied to health, right? Because again, at the end of the day, it is about the dying aspect of life. And so, so health does play a factor into it. But a lot of people think, oh, I have high blood pressure or, oh, I'm on di I'm diabetic. So I'm going to be way too costly or it's going to be too expensive for me. But that that myth, um, I can easily debunk. Um, it, it's not a, a hard thing to be able to get into. There are a few medical questions that you have to go through. And some people do have to go a little bit further into having more of a nurse visit and people come out and try to uh, do a little bit more assessment when it comes to the health portion. But one thing I, I've found when doing this is that everyone qualifies for life insurance. Um, now, again, the older you are, the more expensive it becomes. I, I would say that age 
takes more of a, a precedent over the pricing than health actually does um because we're all we're all human so we're all going to have some type of health issues at some point in time in our life whether it be minor to major um at some point in our life all of us will enter a hospital because of one thing or another so the health portion does play a factor it's not nearly as big of a factor as most people like to point uh make it out to be more so than um your age itself so once we get over 40 50 60 years old we start taking away our ability to really make this a benefit and it becomes more of a burden because at that point in time that premium or what you would be paying on a monthly basis just becomes way too um too great for our, our finances at that time especially if you're you're older like i said on you know 50 60s and older at that point in time if you start getting on social security um then it's harder to try to afford um enough life insurance to really take care of of your family or do what you want to do as far as leaving a, a family legacy okay that makes sense and so what is the typical amount that someone should look at um let's say that this person is under the age of 40 um is there like a certain amount you should go for? Is it the, like, is everyone different? Is there a minimum amount? Like how does that work in knowing what to look for and how much life insurance you should uh, pay for? Absolutely. Um, just, just like there's different types of life insurance when it comes to term to whole life to universal life. Um, there are different amounts that each person should look for and each person will be uniquely different based on your financial situation and what you currently do throughout your life will sort of determine or be the basis of the floor in which you should look for life insurance for. So even if this wasn't, I want to leave a legacy for someone and I, I don't want to leave hundreds of thousands of dollars to someone. Let's say that I don't have that person too, but let's say I have a, a mortgage, I have a car payment, I have bills in debt that I also don't want to leave on whomever it is that's going to be taking care of my expenses once I leave, then you want to try to understand sort of where you are financially, what that mortgage sort of looks like, what that car payment sort of looks like for, you know, right now. Um, and if you continue or plan on continually having a car payment, most people transfer or flip over their cars every two to three years. So um, the likelihood of you having that um, is, is pretty great. If you know, you're one of those people that like to have newer cars or, or newer things every few years. Um, so being able to know that knowing what debt you have and what you want to be able to take care of is going to be, but I'd say normally what you would like to look for is about five times your annual income. So whatever it is you normally bring in, you want at least about five times more than that um, to be able to supplement not only that income, but any debt or, or other financial responsibilities that you may be leaving behind so that no one else has to sort of pick that up and add that to what they're already dealing with in their everyday life. Okay. And so you brought up that there's different types of uh, life insurance. Can you go into that? for me a little bit, like some of those different types that you work with? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the easiest and quickest type of life insurance to grab, especially when you're younger, is gonna be term life insurance. And while term life insurance is really great um, because it, it, it does allow you to get a large amount of insurance for very, very cheap, all of the commercials that, that you normally see when it's like, 
I just got Bill and his family insured for $450,000 for $15 a month. Oh my gosh, call now. Like that's term life insurance. And it's great. It is. It's going to get you for about 10, 20, at a max 30 years um, of your life. And while you're young, you think, hey, that's enough, right? When you're working on your job, your job is going to offer you term life insurance nine times out of 10. And most people think that's enough insurance for me. But the reality of it is, um, is that the word term is very key in this, in this uh, portion of the, the conversation is because it's going to run out at some point in time. The likelihood of it running the you know, the rest of your life is very slim and that's why it's cheap. The insurance company says, hey, we're willing to allow you to have this big policy because we don't plan on paying it out. We don't plan on you living only 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. We plan on you living past that, um, and, and which is also why they give a cutoff to what age you can get term. So once you get above 60 years old, you can't really get term, not in the, at a rate that you can afford. At that point, you're paying more for term than you would for whole life simply because they don't they know, OK, now we're playing a riskier game. Now, all of a sudden, 20 years from 60, you might actually die in that frame. Um, the, the, the likelihood is a lot greater. So um, but term will allow you to be able to pay off mortgages, any type of debt, anything like that. If something were to happen catastrophically or if you were to be in a car accident or anything like that. So I'm not saying that it's not good and it doesn't have its place. It is good. Um, whole life. It's just that it's whole life insurance. It'll go with you for the rest of your life. Um, it doesn't really bring you any benefit. It doesn't really bring you any downfall. It's just, hey, I, you said it and forget it really with whole life. Um, you make your premium. The premium will never go up. You you go through that your whole life. Whatever amount you went for will be what your um, beneficiary will get at death, no matter how long you live. That sort of sets itself. Universal life, though, is a very unique form of life insurance. And universal life allows you to do that. It still goes your entire life, but it allows you to build cash value into your account without having to feel like you're losing money while doing uh, so when it comes to putting that money in. So when you're paying your premiums, your premiums are actually building cash value into your um, benefit on top of your death benefit. So for example, if we did 250,000 on a base, Right. And let's say you've had this policy for 15 years and all of a sudden an emergency came up and you needed seven thousand dollars and you didn't know where you was going to get it from. With a universal life policy, you could pull that seven thousand out of your um, universal life policy tax free. So it gives you a little bit more benefit, allowing you to be able to access money while you're still living, while also securing your uh, family's financial future through the death benefit that it will offer. Okay. Look, anytime you can get some cash value, <laughs> like, okay, that, that makes sense. Um, so with those, what happens if let's say, so before I ask that with term, so once I've paid for, let's say I've, got a 20 year term policy once i paid for those 20 years it's kind of like now at this age i gotta figure out something else to do so like right now in 20 years at 53 i believe 53 i would have to find another insurance life insurance. correct 
Absolutely. You would lose the term life. It would no longer be active. And most people don't understand they even when they are working and their work, let's say that they are one of the rare people in today's age that stays at one company their entire life and they retire there. Um, and let's say they retire at, you know, 67, right? Because that's going to give you your max social security benefit. So let's say they, they decide they're going to go all the way through. They're going to retire at 67 um, and, and get all they can get, squeeze all that juice out of that orange from, from the uh, social security office and get their, every penny there. But what they lose at that point in time is a very secure portion of their, their life insurance. Because most times when you're on a job, you're going to get about $100,000, $150,000 of term life that they'll offer. Um, and it, and it's, it's good. But the moment you retire, you you lose that benefit or the moment you leave that job you lose that benefit um and so even if you're on your own and you have it away from your job and it's a term life in your scenario at 53 you would be at 53 trying to figure out how do i afford a hundred and fifty dollar a month life insurance policy to only get twenty thousand dollars at death um whereas if you would have just did this prior to um getting there if you'd have thought about it earlier in life in your 30s you could have then been paying that same or excuse me you could have been paying 60 70 dollars a month for two hundred thousand dollars worth of term excuse me whole life insurance or universal life insurance that would have benefited you way more so it's more of just really having the knowledge and that's why again i decided to try to dive into this to try to give people knowledge and help them understand the importance behind having life insurance at an early age or as um young as you possibly can um that way that you're able to sort of overcome those obstacles that that happen later in life uh, and with the universal life that i offer it also comes with a critical care writer which means that if you were ever diagnosed with one of three things that at least 70 percent of all people will be diagnosed with which is cancer stroke or a heart attack you can access 70 percent of all of your money while you're still living if you needed to if your medical bills became too much if you couldn't afford payments for anything or if you needed help trying to figure out how i'm going to pay for long-term short-term care which i didn't think about when i was younger you have the ability to tap into that universal life policy that you did at an earlier age and said, I'm going to take care of me. I was thinking about it for my future and my future generations, but it, hey, it may come to a point that I needed to be able to just take care of me to be able to survive. Um, and so you have sort of those options and the things available to you um, that will sort of offset some of the major costs that come later in life. Okay. And so I have a question, um, just thinking about, especially here, one of the things that has become really big, um, is, and really there's no age limit on it is the opioid crisis and a lot of overdoses that have been happening. And mm-hmm. so I've noticed that there's been a lot of conversation of like, you know, we have X, Y, and Z person that is out there and we know and we're scared we don't know when's the time that is going to be the end for individuals who are in the midst of addiction would life insurance still be an option for them it's a very very good question and so there are different types of life insurance policies as i've told you anyone living can qualify for life insurance okay what 
happens though there are different types of life insurance as we've already gone down and we hadn't gone through all of them but one that sort of someone through that's going through that would sort of have to go into is something called a graded life insurance policy so they normally come with a two-year graded life insurance meaning that you have to whatever amount you you apply for or want to get so let's say someone like that is like hey i don't need a lot i just want something about fifty thousand dollars to be able to bury me and maybe leave a little bit over for some family in case i have a little bit of debt um then at that point in time that policy wouldn't fully go into effect until after two years of life so they would have to survive two years in order for the full policy to to pay out now i say that because that's only due to health if they pass within those first two years because of a car accident or because of something outside of health relations then they would get the full policy but if it's health related while they die in those first two years they would not get the policy however they do not lose the money they put into the policy so they would then be able to get back everything that they put into it plus a percentage um, I have two different policies. One offers 7% on top of your original premiums and one offers 10% on top of your original premiums. But the moment they became clean, as long as they were clean three years, we could flip that over to a universal life and policy and not have to worry about that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of the information. I do feel like this is a conversation and a lot of people will continue to have. Um, really quick, I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell the listeners what other... Um, Things related to insurance or health, do you deal with? Yep. So really quickly, I do with anything in the retirement realm, any type of investments that are needed um, from risky to conservative. I help with um, I help seniors going into Medicare understand their rights and entitlements and what they can apply for and what they can get. Um, I also help with short term, long term care. There's only five to eight companies in the world that offer uh, short term, long term care. And so especially in the United States, if we're talking it, it dwindles down to about three so um if you need any help with that as well i also have ways of being able to make sure you're protected there in a cost efficient way so that you know if you ever need any type of long-term short-term care you're taken care of there as well um, but those are the main points of what I, I offer i do offer a couple of other things but those are the main points of what i work with awesome and can you tell the listeners how to get in touch with you absolutely so you can reach me um the best way to reach me is via phone um through my cell actually which would be 864-310-8988 you can also reach me at my email which is alex a-l-e-x dot white w-h-i-t-e at bankerslife.com or you can also visit my website uh, which is the same thing if you type in my email and put slash bankers white excuse me bankers life at the end of the email it will pull up my profile um on my on my website and tell you exactly in detail what i do on a daily basis so you can reach me in either one of those three platforms Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for joining me today and having this conversation, one that I know a lot of families, um, if they haven't already started, will start having because life is life and, and um, definitely getting more expensive to bury our loved ones. So we want to make sure we take care of those even when we leave, you know, um, listeners, again, I'm Simply Tour. You can find me at Simply Tour. 
bizradio.com or at bizradio.us. Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.